Okay, it's been a beautiful Sunday already. Uh, absolutely wonderful to uh, dedicate beautiful Olivia Blossom uh, to hear back from um, Tom and Phoebe about Young Life summer camps. And now today is a significant Sunday as well because it's the Vision Sunday of the church. Um, and it really is a significant Vision Sunday. Uh, because as you'll see, I'm going to talk about this building that you're sitting in, uh, how this came about, and what the future holds. Uh, and it's so exciting, so significant and exciting that we know where we're going, and we know what the future holds. The Bible says, uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, verse 18. I love the definition of vision, which is, Believing things can be different, whatever the obstacles. Believing things can be different, whatever the obstacles. So what I'm going to do today is a little bit of a different message, but I'm going to give you five key words about the future. Five key words about the coming months and years ahead for Hope Church. The first one is this. The first one is new. See, I am doing a new thing, Isaiah 43 and verse 19. It springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. God is doing something new amongst us as a church. I love in that scripture, it says, I am, God, I am. The Hebrew word for God is the great I am. God is doing something new, not me, not anyone else in this church, but God is doing something new. God is initiating something new. God is sovereign. He sits upon the throne. And over the last 18 months, he has initiated so much that is new in the life of Hope Church. Let me tell you the story of how we came as a church to meet in this building on a Sunday. And hopefully, lawyers permitting, will take over the lease for this building full time. So that means Monday through Saturday to use it for many different ministries and ideas, uh, hopefully by the beginning of November. Let me tell you the story. Because it's a miraculous story of God being at work. So if you know anything about Hope Church, you will know that Hope Church used to meet in a place called Stratford Circus. A very well-known venue in Stratford and East London. It's an art center. It has a theater auditorium with many other rooms and a cafe foyer area. Now, as a church, we met there for seven and a half years until March last year when the whole world stopped and we had the first lockdown of the coronavirus pandemic. So lockdown happened. That was our home. That was where we had met for the last seven years. Over the course of the following months, I had emails and conversations with Stratford Circus about Hope Church continuing to meet in that venue. It actually went over a change of ownership from an arts group to the council. The council now run Stratford Circus. But I had a long Zoom call with a member of the council in December, assuring me that Hope Church would be able to meet there whenever things opened up 
at some point in 2021. So it looked like in all the changes and all the lockdown and everything that happened, at some point when things opened up, we would go back to meeting at Stratford Circus. Everything was changed, everything was different, but we would go back to a venue that we knew. As the months kind of wore on at the early part of this year, still the emails came assuring us that that was going to happen. Then it came to the government opening their kind of lockdown plan of opening up, and it looked like May was going to be a time when we could go back to meeting in person. Theatres were opening, cinemas was opening, indoors venues were opening, and that looked like the moment that we as a church would go back to meeting in person. At that point, I tried to get hold of the person that I'd been dealing with about Hope Church meeting in Stratford Circus, but suddenly they weren't answering calls, they weren't answering emails, and it became very difficult to get hold of them. The date in May was fast approaching. We needed to know what we were doing. So one day I went into the venue, went into the venue Stratford Circus to try and find the person who I needed to speak to. And to cut a long story short, Stratford Circus at that point came back to us and said, we're really sorry, but we're not ready to take in bookings. We haven't got the staff, too many are on furlough. We don't quite know the plans. We don't know the time scale. It could be a month, it could be three months, it could be six months, we don't know. So that left us in a bit of a hole. That was on a Friday, a Friday at the beginning of May. I felt terrible, I felt low. I was like, God, what are you doing? We need to go back. People are eager to meet back as a church and we've got nowhere to go. So it's a dark weekend. On the Monday, with Lucy's help, we started to say, right, we're going to throw the net wide and everywhere. So we contacted every school. We contacted every community space. And we contacted this place. Actually, Bola, who's one of the trustees, mentioned about the Hub Stratford. We sent an email that Monday morning to loads and loads of different places, casting out the net. Where could we meet? Within a few hours, a reply came back from the Hub Stratford, this venue, which was and is at this moment still run by a church called the Wave Church. And they replied saying, oh yes, we'd be really interested in you hiring this venue. We, we, a couple more emails went to and fro, and then they said, and would you be interested in taking on the Hub lease? Would you be interested in taking it on full time? Incredible. And just to back up a bit, a moment, when you'll see the timing and you'll see how incredible God is and how it was all initiated by God, that Saturday, the Saturday in the middle of my dark weekend when Stratford Circus had said no, the Wave Church had had a board meeting when they decided as a church that God was taking them in a different direction and they needed someone else to take on the lease of this building. That was on the Saturday. On the Monday, in comes our email on the Monday, wow, Jay just made the decision. Our email comes in on the Monday. To cut a long story short from there, God has made it possible for us to begin to take on, lawyers are involved, just finalizing the details, but to take on this fantastic new venue. God shut a door and opened a better one. We'd been praying for years as a church for a building. We, we tentatively tried a few kind of left field uh, suggestions and ideas that have come to nothing. But 
God was doing something new. A door shut and a better one opened. And the incredible thing is, I mean, it doesn't happen. Listen, it doesn't happen, guys, that you get a building which you can walk into and it's done. I mean, it's done. It's, it's done beautifully. It's done well. Normally, you take on a building, you have to get a change of use. You have to do it up. You have to spend thousands upon thousands of pounds and doing all kinds of things behind the scene to make it work. God, in his graciousness and kindness, has given us this wonderful hub building in a wonderful location right in the heart of community, right close to the hub of Stratford Center, where as a church, we can proclaim the gospel. We can love and serve people where we can equip people and we believe we will see miracle upon miracle happen in this space. See, God is doing something new. What an incredible testimony to God being at work to give us this incredible venue. See, I'm doing a new thing. The second thing I want to talk about is that we, and I want to just tell you all as a church, is that we have this incredible team of trustees. It's really important that you as a church know who the trustees are. Now, the trustees are the people who deal with the charity commission side of things, the finances of the church, the safeguarding, the volunteers, the employment uh, of people who work for the church. This incredible bunch of men and women are gifted and servant-hearted men. Fiona dealing with the safeguarding, Ursula with the employment matters, Dave with finance, and Bola with the volunteer arrangements in the life of the church. Just want to commend them to you as incredible men and women of God. So God is doing something new. There is an incredible new venue. There is the incredible team of Hope Church trustees. And then, thirdly, there is this incredible new leadership team that as a church is just at the early stages of beginning. It is a wide and a diverse leadership team for a new season for us as a church. We had our first meeting last Saturday together, to gather, to pray, to, to dream, to, to, to get to know one another better. It's a, I'm excited about this team full of potential, full of gifting, and a team that I believe reflects the church, a team that reflects Hope Church. So this is an exciting moment of a new venue, a new trustee team, and a new leadership team. God is doing something new amongst us. And the last thing I want to mention on this, the word new, is that this is an opportunity to write a new story. It's an opportunity in the moment in the history of Hope Church, which is 11 years old, to write a new story inspired by the Spirit. I believe God is giving us a blank page and saying, be creative. Be creative with Jesus at the center. There's going to be some new shapes to the things that we do. The message is the same. The message does not change. Jesus loves you. 
Jesus transforms lives. Jesus is the one that we are crazy about. We are all about Jesus. But the methods, the the, the way we go about proclaiming that and loving people, the methods can change, though the, the message stays the same. And it's so important that you know that God is a creative God. You read Genesis chapter 1, God, you look at creation, God is a creative God. I love Genesis 1, 27, it says that God also made the stars. He also, it's like this throwaway comment. And the, the galaxies, the stars, God is a creative God. So in this season, let us be open to God's creativity. So the first word is new. See, I am doing a new thing. We are in this new venue. We hope, lawyers permitting, to take over the venue at the beginning of November. New trustees, new leadership team, new opportunity to write a story, a new story inspired by the Spirit. Second word for us in this new season, stretch. Isaiah 54 and verse 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent and stretch your tent curtain wide. Do you know what? Last month I went on holiday with my wife, Jen, and family. We went to Scotland. Jen, if you know, is from Scotland and we often go and visit her family, but we had a summer holiday up in Scotland. Uh, And actually we did have some sun. Normally you say summer holiday in Scotland, which is kind of like an oxymoron. It doesn't kind of make sense. But it, it, it was. It was a summer holiday in Scotland. We climbed some mountains. We jumped into some locks. We ate good food. We hang out. It was a wonderful time. When I came back at the beginning of September, I started running again. I enjoy running. I kind of run, try and run three or four times a week. Uh, I find it a great way of kind of relaxing and, and just thinking and letting the day kind of like pour off me. But when I started back running again, the beginning of September, just felt so stiff and stretched at the back of my calves, my thighs. I just felt like a bit of an old man again, kind of like going back to running after the gap of the holiday. And I just think for us as a church, this is a season where I think we will feel the stretch. That we will feel some of the twings and the pains of the stretch that God is, is putting in front of us. And I do have this, 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 this phrase going around in my head. It's someone else, I heard it from someone else, but it's this phrase going around in my head, which is that, that, that yesterday's ceiling will be today's floor. And I believe that's going to be for us as a church but with that will come stretch. With that will come kind of, kind of pain. With that will come kind of twangs of, of growing pains. Now, the biggest stretch of us on the outset is finances. Finances is going to be a big stretch for us as a church taking on the hub Stratford. We really do need God to intervene the, the bottom line is that taking on the hub, Stratford, where we are here, Stratford Hub, will mean an increase in rent and everything else of around 60K a year. So we want to be able to honor that and use this space. And we also want to be able to give a generous gift to the Wave Church. Because just to kind of fill you in and let you know, everything that you see the Wave Church are going to leave for us everything. So all the screens, all the seats, 
everything that you see, the coffee machine, everything, the tables, the chairs, everything in this venue, the Wave Church are going to leave for us. Even the, the drummers are so excited about this, but even the electric drum kit in the corner, which we can't wait to uh, get our hands on. But we want to honor and bless the church, the Wave Church, for their generosity. We want to honor and bless them with a large lump sum of a gift uh, for everything that they are leaving for us as a church. Malachi 3 and verse 10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And it says, test me in this. Do you know, in scripture, Malachi 3 is the one place where God asked him, asked us, sorry, to test him. We're to test God in, in the matter of finances. We're to test God in the stretch and the faith giving of money. And it's going to be a journey of finances. Uh, you know, we, we need to have faith and be full of generosity. And we need to kind of pump those muscles of giving and finance over the coming months and the coming years. Let me just go back a minute. Let me just help you here. Last week in the preach, I said this. Uh, I said, sometimes you have to go back to go forwards. It was Jesus and the disciples. And he was kind of, Jesus was taking them back to the time that he called them on the mountain in order to prepare them for when he would leave them and they would be left on their own. He was taking them back to remind them of God's faithfulness in order to then get them ready for what lay ahead. So let's go back for a minute. When this church was in its infancy, it used to meet at Sarah Brunel School uh, behind Morrison's. There was about 20 of us there to begin with. We met in the canteen, the school canteen. And we met there for about three years. And the opportunity came up to meet at Stratford Circus, which is a whole other God story in itself. But hey, the finance there was that per week, just on the rent, we would double and a half in order to go from meeting in a school kind of canteen to meeting at this theater. Double and a half the rent per week was what we were looking at. It was a stretch of faith. It was a stretch to take that ground, but we took it. Seven and a half years we met in Stratford Circus. Now we have another stretch moment to come and meet here and have a building which you've never had before, 24-7 to use in the evenings, weekends, and during the day to bless the local community. And that stretch is 60K. And last year, again, let me just encourage you, last year, in the middle of a pandemic, when you, we weren't even meeting in person, this church generously gave £24,000, which we gave away every single penny. We gave it away to, to mission work in Colombia and Zimbabwe. We gave it away to a local charity called Ramp, which meets uh, and works with refugees in Newham. And we gave it away to bless the work of Young Life and the homeless work that we were doing at that time. So this is a generous church, a church of generosity. And as Jen mentioned, next Sunday, the Sunday after the 3rd and the 10th of October, we are going to have a special offering. All the details you can find on this leaflet. Uh, and what I would encourage you on the back here is there's four different ways that you can approach this. Firstly, it may be that you're, you're new to Hope Church. You just started coming to Hope Church. We would love you to give regularly to the life of Hope Church. And you can set that up. The details are on the back of this leaflet. 
The second thing is you might want to give a, a one-off donation. You might want to say, well, I've got some money that has been saved. Or I feel God's stirring me to give a certain amount of money. You might want to give a one-off amount of money to the Life of Hope Church. Thirdly, some of you might want to say, well, actually, though I give already, and, and I haven't got huge amounts of, of, of spare income, but what I can do is increase my regular giving. I can increase my regular giving by 50 pounds or 100 pounds or 200 pounds or whatever it may be. And that makes a massive difference to us as a church, planning ahead. Or fourthly, you might say, well, at the moment, the, 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 I, financially, it's not a great time, but I want to pledge in the coming months to do X or to give Y. There are four ways that you can get involved in giving. All the details on the back of this leaflet, there's even a QR code that you can use, which will take you to the website where you can pay directly through PayPal. This is a stretch moment for us as a church. And the main area, God is going to build those muscles and stretch us and challenge us and take us on a faith journey is finance. But we'll go backwards to go forwards. Remember God's faithfulness. Remember how God has taken us from Sarah Burnell to Stratford Circus to this wonderful opportunity here at the hub, Stratford. It's a stretch, but it's a journey of faith. Third word for us, unchanging. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. In all that is going on in this world and in the pandemic, Jesus is unchanging. Jesus is the rock in times of trouble. Theologians say that the fact that Jesus does not change is one of the unique attributes of God. Everything else on this planet changes. It grows, it evolves, whether it be plants, animals, whether it be the galaxies, the seasons which come and go. Everything else changes, but God does not change. Jesus tells a very simple parable of two men, a wise man and a foolish man. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The rains came, the storms came down, and the house on the sand fell flat. But the house on the rock stayed firm. Jesus is unchanging. His love for you is unchanging. He is there for you in the storm and out of the storm. It's not about what you do. It's about his love for you. Jesus does not change. Fourth word, serving. 1 Peter 4 and verse 10. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. Let me say again, every single person in Hope Church has a part to play in this new season. We all have time, talents, and treasures which we can give to the work of God. And I'm convinced more than ever that coming out of this pandemic, God is saying this is not a time for passengers. It's a time for persistence. It's easy for me to say. It's easy for pus. I can't even say it. Pus. 
Ah, okay. Participants. I got it. I got it. Thank you. It's not a time for passengers. It's a time for participants. thought I was trying to be clever with the alliteration, and I can't even say it. So anyway, okay, the Bible talks about the priesthood of all believers. And as a church, we want to say that each one of you has a part to play in the life of the church. Can I just highlight one thing at this moment? So we have a wonderful kids club, which runs uh, for five to 11-year-olds. And at the moment, we are struggling with leaders to serve and help on kids club. Lily is doing an incredible job heading that up. And she's been in there most weeks uh, doing a great job with the kids. They love it. They love kids club. I mean, it's great that children come to church and love Kids Club, it's not boring, it's not, it's got, it's just exciting. They win prizes, it's great. But we really need some more people to join the Kids Club team. So if you're interested, you don't have to be incredibly bubbly or upfront. We just need some people to serve there and to help in that area. And whether it be tech, whether it be tots, whether it be kids, whether it be youth, whether it be refreshments, whether if you're a gifted musician, it's helping playing as part of the band. We would love to say to you at this new season, at this new moment in time, get involved. You know, you're talking about a once every three week, once every four week commitment. It's a great way to get to know people. And as you serve, you grow. You know, as you serve and get involved, that is how you grow. That's how there's fruit in your life as you serve. Now, I've got a favorite story. I've got a little favorite story, which I'm going to tell. I haven't told it for a few years. I went back and checked in my notes. And I don't make any apology because it's my best story. It's my most kind of like every time I say it, I'm almost crying because it just makes the point about getting involved and doing what God has given us better than any other way that I know. So the story involves a little boy who's 11 years old, who's taken by his mom to the concert hall in New York. And he's taken by his mom because his mom wants him to be a pianist. And he's taking, she's taking her son to hear this world famous Polish pianist. Now a little boy has got his tuxedo on, which is really uncomfortable. He doesn't like like it. Everyone is much older than him. It's a bit stuffy. It's a bit boring. Why on earth is he there? And in the hubbub before the concert, him and his mother are near the front. His mum is talking to someone and he wanders onto the stage because he sees this beautiful grand piano. And he goes up, he sits down on the stool and he opens up the piano. And just as he's about to start to play, there's this big hush around the auditorium as people realize that this whippersnapper of 11-year-old is on the stage, has opened up the most expensive piano in all of New York, and is about to touch the ivory keys. The boy is oblivious to what is going on. He starts to play the only thing that he is confident to play without music. He starts to play chopsticks. And as he starts to play chopsticks, there's a murmur in the auditorium. People start to get annoyed. People start to shout, get him off. Get out, get him off. What's he doing? We didn't pay for him. He starts to carry on to play chopsticks. 
just before things turn ugly, just before the security guards rush on, the pianist, the Polish world-famous pianist, walks onto the stage and buttons up his jacket. There's a hush. What's going to happen? Is he going to go up and grab the boy by the scruff of the collar and chuck him down? What's going to happen at this moment in time? And he walks very calmly over to the boy as a hush descends on the auditorium and he whispers into his voice something. No one knows what he whispers, but then he puts his hand either side of him and starts to play. The boy carries on playing chopsticks and the world famous pianist puts his hand either side of him and creates this incredible concerto. The boy was asked afterwards, what did the pianist say to you? And he said, don't stop, keep on playing. Don't stop, keep on playing. I love that story because for me, it is a picture of what God does with our meager offerings. We're there playing chopsticks, serving with the gifts, the talents that we have. We often think they're pathetic. We think we haven't got much to offer. But God says, don't stop. Keep on playing. And with what we offer to him, there's this incredible, beautiful concerto that God orchestrates. So I would encourage each and every one of you to get involved, to serve, and to give of your time, your talents, and your treasures, and let God do the rest. Final word is hope. Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 10 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is a gift from God. A little Amish boy and his father were visiting a shopping mall in downtown Dallas. And they were amazed by what they saw, especially the two shining walls that moved apart and then back again. They were transfixed by these shining walls that moved apart and back again, and the silver room inside. As they were watching, an old lady in a wheelchair rolled along, pressed the button. The shining walls moved apart, and the lady rolled into the silver room. The doors or the walls, the shining walls, shut This Amish dad and his son watched as these colored numbers went up and up and up and up and up and then paused at the top. Then they watched transfixed as the numbers came down and down and down and down and down. And then the shining walls opened and a beautiful 24-year-old woman walked out. The father, without blinking, said to his son, Quick, go and get your mother. (laughs) That's a picture of transformation. We can ask, what have we got to offer as a church? What have we got to offer? What we have to offer is hope. And hope has a name, and its name is Jesus. You see, it's Jesus that transforms lives. It's Jesus that has transformed my life. It's Jesus that brings hope to the hopeless. Jesus, you see, when he was on this earth, was called a friend of sinners. 
No one was too far for him. No one is disqualified by him. It's not about what you do. It's all about what Jesus has done for us on that cross. Jesus welcomes each one of you. I love the definition of grace I found this week. I make a habit of of collecting as many different definitions of grace as I can find. And this one said, grace is God meeting us at our point of need in Jesus Christ. Church, Hope Church, it's in our name that we proclaim Jesus. Good news for all people. I love the Christmas story. The angels in front of the shepherds said, we bring good news of great joy for all people. The gospel, Jesus Christ, the hope is for all people. You say, Mark, how do I sum up the whole of the Bible? I can't get my head around it. I don't understand everything in it. When a world-famous theologian called Karl Barth said, you can sum up the Bible by saying this, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. That's the hope that we have to proclaim to a hurting world. And in this new season of Hope Church, we want to proclaim hope. We want to bring hope in the darkness. We want to bring hope to those who are in a time of hopelessness. A a pastor in the States called Ed who um, called Wick Rowan, somebody, sorry, who some of you may have heard of, was talking the other day on a podcast, and he said this. He said, the last 18 months we've dealt with the, the physical outworkings of a pandemic, a global pandemic. We, we, we've dealt with, with, with everything physical about the pandemic, death and, and everything, lockdowns and everything physical. He said, well, the next 18 months are going to bring us is the emotional tsunami of impact of the last 18 months. And into that situation, we want to bring the hope of Jesus. We want to bring the truth that Jesus loves you. He meets you where you are at. He picks you up. He gives you a purpose both now and for eternity. The hope which is in Jesus Christ. So to to sum up, to, to finish, this is a new season. This is an exciting moment in the life of the Hope Church. We're excited. It's a time of new things. It's a time of stretch. But it's a time where to know the unchangeable attributes of God. We all need to get involved. We all need to play our part and serve where we can and proclaim the hope which is Jesus.